Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi, and I'll be your host. And this week, we're going to talk you through booking and staying at a Disney moderate resort. I'm joined uh, at the table by our panel of experts, Client Services Manager, Kevin Close. Hi, everyone. Agent Consultant, Tracy Heinrichs. Hi, everyone. And back in our production facility, our producer, Craig Williams. Hello. Again, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Um, This is going to be part of our continuing series of talking about the different Walt Disney World Resort hotels. We've already covered the deluxe hotels. Now we're moving on to the moderates, um, just to sort of give everybody an idea of where these resorts fall and what we think are good and bad points and what makes them unique, why you might choose one resort over another. Um, just to recap, for those of you who don't know or you might not remember, Disney lumps their resorts together by category, value resorts, moderate resorts, deluxe resorts, and deluxe villa resorts, um, <clears throat> driven primarily by price, but also by amenities, location, theming, that type of thing. So this is why we're choosing to break them down into a, into different categories to cover them, because it will be just too much to do everything at once. I do want to say before we get started that as part of our uh, conversation on the moderate resorts, we are not going to talk about uh, Fort Wilderness campgrounds, even though Disney lumps those into the moderate resort category. Uh, I think they deserve their own conversation. Yeah, it's a They're, big conversation. Uh, again, don't really fit into what we talk about with moderates per se, but I think we should treat those a little bit different. All right. And before we get delve right into the moderates, I think it's important to remind everybody that no matter where you stay at Walt Disney World, no matter what level of resort you stay, um, as long as you're staying at a Disney owned and operated hotel, there are benefits that everybody gets. So it's not like if you stay at a moderate, you won't get the same things as people who stay at a deluxe will get. Um, that's what's nice about Disney is everybody who stays at a Disney hotel, you get the same perks. Um, Tracy, what are some of the perks that folks get for booking a Disney owned resort? Um, you get, first of all, you can book your dining 180 days plus 10 in advance. That's important. Uh, so what that means is you can book 10 days from your arrival date. Um, so instead of, you know, you don't book at 180 and then the next day. So that's the, probably one of the biggest advantages that people like for the pre-planning part. You also have access to booking fast passes, uh, 60 days in advance as opposed to 30. So that's a plus as well for that. Again, that pre-planning stage, um, once you're on site, You've got uh, transportation to all the parks included. Um, everybody gets magic bands. Um, what am I missing? Uh, complimentary get... Wi-Fi. Well, yep, free Wi-Fi. Yep, free Wi-Fi now. You mentioned uh, transportation to and from, from the airport to your Yes, resort. that's right. Magical Express is included for everybody. So all of the really, you know, while um, some people might not take advantage of all the they have to offer it's great that it's across the board right and i think one of the things that's really cool is the magic bands yes so everybody for sure. gets a magic band because if you have to buy a magic band it's 12.95 each plus tax so there is some value to there for you know for a family or for a couple and if you're like me and you come often then you can have a whole collection of magic bands all different colors to match different outfits and once you activate a magic band to your my disney experience account it's it's always valid so you could decide to bring five of them with you if you mm-hmm. want so the magic bands have become certainly have become a fashion accessory. Disney also offers uh, themed magic bands, so you can go mm-hmm. and you can buy one if you're into Star Wars or into That's Mickey right. or Minnie. You can go and purchase your own, but the free ones are always a plus. 
And I think having the, the transportation from the airport, I remember having to arrange that. You know, it was either private car or a taxi or a mirrors or there was different options, but it was always a paid service. So it's, you know, having that free transportation is definitely a plus. And they use good buses. Yes, they're they do. newer buses, they're clean buses, they're yeah. air conditioned. You know, we've had issues, especially when I first started, there was a lot of people complaining about um, the luggage delivery. Mm-hmm. That that was an issue. That stuff was getting lost. I think they fixed that quite a bit. I think they have. I think they've really fine tuned the whole program. How long you wait at the airport for the buses, the picking up. I think they've really kind of as good as it can be. This kind of program is a massive production. Right. So I mean, it's never going to be perfect. Um, and one thing to keep in mind with the luggage delivery, it really is going to be three to four hours before you see it. So what I sometimes recommend for people is, if you're worried about that, take the pick up your own luggage, take it on the bus with you. And that way you have it when you arrive. Mm-hmm. If you do arrive after 10 o'clock at night, do keep in mind they don't offer the luggage transfer. So after 10 o'clock and before 5 or 6 a.m., I believe it is. So you would have to collect your own luggage and bring it on the bus with you. And at that time of night, you'd want to anyway. Who wants to wait until 1 o'clock in the morning for them to deliver it? That is true. And we have seen that. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about what are some of the benefits of staying at a moderate resort hotel. Um we talked about deluxes last time. So I think one of the biggest differences between a moderate and a deluxe is obviously price. Yes. You know, you're talking about a much more affordable vacation. So especially if you're in that uh, uh, period in your life where price is a driving factor, this is a great alternative to the deluxes. Well, there are some other things too. Um, um, there's One of the list, but go ahead. There's, you're not going to find signature restaurants usually at a moderate. Uh, the landscaping is... A downgrade from a deluxe. Uh, the amenities are different in the room. I think one of the things, though, that Disney does do, which I think is great, is that the theming within the resorts are really top-notch. Right. Like, while you may not like the theming of Coronado Springs, at least they it's are very true. Right. That's right. Right. Things like that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you're right. There's The dining options are much different mm-hmm. at a moderate versus Typically a del- location as well. So, you know... With the deluxe resorts, many of them are located in close proximity to a park, so you have the extra convenience of additional transportation options. At a, at a moderate resort, you're taking the bus, right. so the buses will go to all four of the parks, Disney Springs, unless you're staying at one of the Port Orleans resorts, and they also offer that boat transportation to Disney Springs, which I think is going to become more and more of a value as Disney Springs is becoming this incredible incredible what looks to be like a destination you know being able to hop on that boat and go there as opposed to a bus or driving a car and not worrying about parking right yeah, exactly parking so i think that's going to be um, an added plus for those moderates as well right. um and obviously they're more expensive than a value resort they are so again moderate really just kind of describes they're kind of in between mm-hmm. they're in between that value category and that deluxe category um also with the moderates uh, this will be true for the values when we talk about those as well. But the moderate resorts all have external hallways. So I, I always hesitate to say think motel because the, you cannot describe a moderate Disney resort as a motel. But that same idea where you're entering from the outside into your room. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they all have those features. And they do have elevators. I know I, some people say I need to be on the ground floor. I can't do stairs. There are elevators 
in the majority of the buildings as One well. One of the things is also true is the moderates tend to have a little bit more recreational options than the they valley do. resorts. Yes, they do. And as we go through each resort individually, we'll talk about what each one has. But there seems to be more things like carriage rides and That's right. you know, uh, yep. uh, campfires and stuff right. like that. So a little bit more to choose yep. from and than a value. And when you're looking at the difference between the value and the moderate as well, the moderates, even though they don't have the same level of signature dining as the deluxe, they usually have uh, sit-down restaurants. Right. So it's not just you know the quick service food court. French Quarter is an exception to that, but it is a sister resort to the Riverside, so it's very easy to to eat at the Riverside in their, in their sit-down if you chose to. So, you know, dining options. The pool areas, um, while not as themed and elaborate as deluxe, they are more so than the values. As so we it's go that through stepping the, stone. As we go through these resorts, I think we're going to talk about one that people love, which is Port Orleans, has one yeah. of the most incredible pool areas. So um, let's start with the Caribbean Beach, Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort, first of the moderate resorts. Um, the what They talk about – Disney wants – to talk about the thing that makes them unique. Right. What makes this resort unique from all other resorts, not just other moderate resorts. And the one thing that really makes Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort is they have added these pirate rooms. Yes. Want to talk a little bit about the pirate rooms? So the pirate rooms, they're pirate-themed. So the two beds, these do have double beds. So while all the moderates have changed to queen beds, the pirate rooms still are on double beds. They're built They're built like pirate ships. They're all pirate-themed rooms, so all the theming in the room is, is geared towards that theme. So on average, you know, they may run you an extra 25 to $50 a night for this type of room. Uh, one thing to keep in mind with Caribbean Beach, and this will be true for a lot of the moderates, it's a very large resort, very spread-out resort. So Disney is really good at this. They took the rooms that were the farthest away, that nobody ever wanted, they themed them, mm-hmm. and now charge a premium for them. So you want to keep in mind, while the theming is fantastic, and if that's an interest, I could especially see a family with young boys or young girls interested in the whole pirate theme. Um, it's phenomenal. But there's a trade-off. Right. So I don't want you to be surprised that, you know, when you realize just how far away you are And Caribbean Beach has the, has the bus stops, um, Throughout the they property, do. so you're not yes. <clears throat> too far from a bus stop. However, these rooms tend to be walking distance to a bus stop. Right. So before you even get to the bus, you're right. tired. So, and <laughs> the other thing with the Caribbean Beach Resort, just to back up a little before the pirate rooms, is that there's no beach. So there is, I shouldn't say that, there's no beach you can swim in. So I get that a lot. I want to say the Caribbean Beach because my kids want to swim in the beach, in the lake. There's no beach. So there's a sandy area around a lagoon or a lake. Don't go in the water. You cannot swim in the water. You cannot swim in any water at Disney. So whether you're at the beach club, where wherever you are, if it's not in a pool and doesn't look like it's being you know maintained at pool level, don't swim in it. Especially don't enter it. Don't put your feet in it. Don't go past the sign that says "Don't." Right. Because you're going to get back. Yeah. So you can't see the bottom. Don't go in. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. However, the Caribbean Beach Resort has. An incredible pool. Yes, it does. A really great it's themed recent, pool. I don't remember how many years ago, but it's recently been redone. And uh, beautiful <coughs> pool area. They've also had their rooms recently redone so that, um, as I said, they went to queen beds now. It used to be that the moderates were doubles. So the value resorts, when we're talking about differences, they're all still double beds. Um, so with the moderates, you've got the two queens. And that can be a real big deciding factor for people. And a lot of the Caribbean beach rooms now will also sleep five. So they, it used to be that we just had the option at Riverside, and now we have a Caribbean beach. So what they've done is they've put in a Murphy bed in a lot of the rooms. It kind of comes from – it's like a cabinet or something it comes right. from. 
this is not going to sleep an adult unless it's a smaller adult. I think it's around 60 to 65 inches long, um, maybe 30-ish wide. So I would think on average a 12-year-old, maybe a smaller teen could sleep on this bed. But this isn't. this room is not designed for five adults. Right. So just be aware of that. Agreed. I don't even think it's designed for five people, but that's yes, just a personal I, opinion. I would agree with that's that. more like if you, in my opinion, if you had uh, two adults and two kids, a boy and a girl who didn't want to share a bed, right? It's this a would good be option. Good for that. Exactly. Um, one thing to mention as well: the different room types available. We talked about the pirates. They also, besides the standard rooms, and a standard room here, it means that you're looking at. Um, really, you're not looking at much because you're ventured out in from the outside. So you have this external hallway. You have a window and a door. If you're like, for the most part, my curtains are closed because people are walking by. Right. So the view doesn't play into it a lot for me there. What does maybe more is location. So standard, you could be anywhere on the resort property. Water view, you could be anywhere but looking at water. Um, preferred means that you're in a building closer to the main building and the main pool and where all the action is. Right. So if that's important to you, that may be an upgrade you want to spend. 25 to $50 again a night is on average. And uh, one more thing unique here is that at the moderate level, you can actually book a king bedroom. At the value resort level, you can request it, but at the moderates, if available, you can book it. Uh, for the most part, for two people, although there are now some that sleep three with the use of that Murphy bed. So. Excellent. Um, some of the dining options at Caribbean Beach, there is the old Port Royal food court, which mm-hmm. is just a food court. Yep. Just a place where you go and use Call it whatever you want, but it's exactly. a food court. <laughs> Theme it however you like. And then there is the infamous shutters at Port Royal. Um, we are hearing reports that shutters has improved tremendously. I will there was reserve. no other way to go. <laughs> I will reserve judgment. Yeah. Until we there was no there. other option. However, in my opinion, this was never a terrific restaurant. No. And also, um, it's certainly not a destination restaurant, Absolutely in my opinion. Not. So this isn't the type of thing where if you're staying at the Polynesian, you're going to get on a, in a cab or take multiple yeah, buses. Yeah, I get that question a lot. When people are deciding on restaurants and stuff, and well, what about this? I never, I always say, don't exclude resort restaurants but they've got to be worth something because if you're relying on disney transportation to get to a resort restaurant is often not a small feat Mm -hmm. so it has to be something i it's a great idea if it's near a park like you know i'll often suggest for a guest who's in the magic kingdom maybe you want to leave for an hour or two in the afternoon have lunch at one of the resorts there however you can jump on the monorail exactly that's a different story than deciding you're going to go to shutters at caribbean beach like that's and that turns into planes trains and automobiles it does and it is not Worth the effort, absolutely. And I don't My think opinion, any of them shutters are. is. We're at the resort. We've been at the pool all day. Do you feel like going anywhere? Exactly. Mm-hmm. This is here. Yeah. And actually, their food court is pretty good for that, and that they tend to have a few different options. Right. It's not just burgers. I was. I think in general, before. don't you think the food courts in general have gotten better at that? When we get to values, I don't mean to jump ahead. When we get to value resorts, I, my opinion, one of the best food courts is in um, Pop Century. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, think it's one of the best food courts yeah, out there. But. I've always. I, I think that raised the bar. Yeah, it did. Sure did. And then they got a little better after that. Yeah. Um, there's also a pool bar mm-hmm. where you can get snacks uh, out by the pool as well as drinks. And one of the nice things is that these resorts offer some kind of uh, room service. It's usually pizza delivery. Yes. Kermit Beach specifically, yes. excuse me, has pizza delivery. So it's while it's not great, 
It's another it's option. A, yeah. For when sure. we get to Coronado, we'll talk about uh, what makes them different. Right. But at the others, um, it's usually pizza delivery. But as you said, sometimes at the end of the day, you just need options. You don't need gourmet. You don't need great. You need options. And also sometimes there's something to be said for easy. Yes. There's something absolutely. to be said for in my room. Yep. While I'm Or exhausted. taking that box of pizza down by the pool and enjoying it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something to be said for that, too. We talked a little bit about um, the moderates have a little bit more uh, recreation than the value resorts do. Um, Caribbean Beach is no exception. Things like campfire activities, mm-hmm. movie under the stars where they put up a big inflatable movie screen and show yep. Disney movies, um, fishing, bike rentals. Uh, volleyball, jogging trail, playground. Uh, pretty much every resort has an arcade for the kids, which is a great option. Anything I'm missing? Oh, I think that's about, sounds about right. Okay, nothing else is glaring at right. me. And when we go through the other moderates, you're probably going to hear me say, same yep. as There's Caribbean. There's a lot of similarities. Same as Caribbean. Mm-hmm. But it's nice that these are available. Yep. Because it's not all about going to the parks all day, every day. That's right. It's giving you another option. And sometimes the... Um, so I find when a family first comes, often they're starting at the values. So sometimes when I've had a family who've been for two or three times, the suggestion is maybe it's time we try a moderate because maybe now you don't need to be in the park every day, all day. Now you have more resort time. And sometimes that becomes a little bit more important. So it's just a way to, to kind of step up and to experience something different. Absolutely. Anything else about Caribbean Beach that we missed that we should cover? Uh, I don't think so. I think that's about it. I think it should be known that um, it is over 2,000 rooms. It is a big spread out resort. So be prepared for that. As we said, there's the multiple bus stops throughout. Um, Not only is it 2,000 rooms, but the buildings are spread yes. out. I, um, I, know that I just happen to know there are 1,192 rooms at all of the um, all-star resorts. This was a big deal in Orlando because it, it it was a political thing as far as it being very close to 192. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was going to take away business from And it was going to take away. So it was kind of a, a smack at local government that there was 1,192 mm-hmm. rooms. That's the only reason I know that. That's not a geek thing. That was in the news a lot. So while that's also a large resort, Caribbean Beach seems yeah. larger in area also. There's more room between yeah. buildings. Yeah. And besides the main pool area, there's also uh, smaller quiet pools spread out around the resort a little bit around some of the buildings. And quiet so, pools generally just mean no slide. Yeah, it just means it's a pl- it's just right. a regular pool, but also, which usually means quieter. Right, because the kids aren't yeah. attracted to that pool. They exactly. want to go where the slides are and the water. Yeah. But you're also features. not going to find the same amenities as you would at the main pool. That's right. That's you know, There's not going to be a bar there. True. All right, so let's move on to Coronado Springs Resort. Uh, what Disney wants you to know is different about Coronado Springs is it has La Vida Health Club. Yes, that's a big difference. That is a big difference among um, all the moderates. Being a convention hotel, um, some of the amenities at Coronado kind of try to mirror a deluxe a little bit. So Coronado is a, is a convention hotel. It has a lot of convention space, which means often when you stay there, there will be conventions going on. I happened to stay there last night, and as I pulled in, I realized the world dance and cheer <laughs> Competitions are happening at Coronado Springs. When do you perform? When do you go on? <laughs> yeah, mine's tonight. So oh, we got to get going. <laughs> yeah, where's your pom-pom? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so, um, so the, realize that that could be happening. Now, the dance and cheer 
it's it's young children. It's not young children. Sorry, it's it's young adults really for the most part. There are some smaller tweens, maybe? tweens for the most well, part. I know it's a little teens. bit older. There didn't I didn't see any anyway really young ones, but it seems to be more that tween teen year. Maybe some into yeah. late teens twenties. Um, so that's not so far out of the Disney, you know, demographic. But I've also been there sometimes where. It's a very different convention like where the maybe dental it's, convention right. is there, and it's and yeah. you know you can be sitting in the food court, and the conversation happening at the table next door with a bunch of guys who are on a convention can be a little bit different <laughs> than what if right. that table was filled by a family vacationing. Right. So you need to kind of know that when choosing Coronado, yep. that and there there are ways. I think there might be ways to find out what conventions are happening. And if that's important to you, that might be something that your agent can find out for you. Mm-hmm. Just to know during your visit if there are conventions. And you can kind of make your decision that way. Now, sometimes your decision is dictated by price, right. by availability. That's a whole different set of rules. I'm um, just saying that, you know, be aware. But part of being convention means there's, you know, a couple on-site, uh, you know, sit-down restaurants. Mm-hmm. You've got the you've got the health club. You've got a spa. You've got a salon there. So there are different things that that convention brings you. Um, along with that, along with the fact that it does draw a convention cr- crowd, there's two uh, significant bars there. Bars yes. that actually. Um, Advertised beyond Disney property. Right. Uh, Rick's Lounge or mm-hmm. Cafe Rick's is one of them. And the other one is Las Ventanas. Yes. Is that how it's said? I don't know if that's how it's said, but yeah, that's the one. So something to consider too is that, you know, there's... There's some nightlife there. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly and, some drinking. You know, talking about... Uh, we had talked about room service with Caribbean Beach. This uh, resort actually has a room service menu. Correct. I was looking at it last night. And you can actually order... Um, yeah. I have uh, I have there doing breakfast from seven a.m. to eleven a.m. Mm-hmm. and dinner from four p.m. to eleven p.m. Yeah. Don't know the quality of the food. Don't know. I would where guess it's that gonna... it's coming from the restaurants Probably. on site. Um, I didn't try it, but it's there as an option again. I think it would be kind of like the pizza. It's convenient, if you... yeah. but it's hotel room service. And if you're in a if you're on a convention and you want to get your breakfast fast yeah. and go, talk a little bit. We'll talk a little about the restaurants. Um, actually. Um, this has some of my favorite restaurants on Disney property. It has the Pepper Market, which is their uh, version of their food court. However, it's done wildly differently. Wildly different. Yes. You want to talk about that a little bit? Uh, now, I haven't been there in a while, so if something's changed, I apologize. But when you go in, you got sort of like a passport, like a card. And you went around and you ordered things at different stations. And when you ordered something, they would stamp your passport. And after you were all done, after you had done been finished eating, you would go to the cashier and check out, and they would charge you by the passports that you had. I believe it's still run that way. Yeah. And what I thought was, I always thought the food there was better. It was definitely better. Well, and there were some yeah, better options. Yeah, it's typical food court food, but then there seemed to be more kind of preparing, yeah. you know, by order. And I have to tell you, I think I might be the only person in the world who did not ever like that food court. Really? Always hated it. Always didn't like it. Never enjoyed it. Chris thinks I'm crazy because he loves it there. And I just can think you put your it's finger maybe, on what you don't like. I just think it's it's. First of all, I feel like I'm forging. You know, mm. having to you know, there's so much going on, and I feel because a lot of it was uh, there were some made to order stations in a food court environment, made to order slows can, things down. Slows things yeah, down. And I just found a lot of the flavors and stuff are not to my taste. I was going to say, there's some more exotic stuff yes. there than you would find. That's right. 
and, and, and but like really for the most part people like it and i do find the prices slightly higher i would not this is not a, a slur tracy like things that are more basic than yeah. I do. Yeah, I'm so, definitely. I definitely have more of a basic palette for sure. So where I when I use the word exotic, I'm not. Yeah, it's not that exotic. It's not that exotic. <laughs> it could for be. Some it could people. be that they, you know, they. It's Mexican. They used, they <laughs> used like, pepper, it, yeah. or they used cilantro. Right, cilantro and pepper. Right. You know, it, it really like that's you know. So exotic's a relative term. I right. like it. I've, I've always liked. Yeah, this and, and that's what I said. Chris loves it. Like everybody I go with loves it. I. That's why I really think I'm. I'm not in the norm. I think after the burgers, fries, yeah. chicken finger uh, food courts, this one has a little bit of a choice. It, it also speaks to the fact that, you know, this is all opinion. Mm-hmm. And um, if you like Coronado and you want to go to Coronado, that's great. If you don't want to go there, that's great. It's just our opinion at the moment. And they have uh, Cafe Rick's there, which is really just like a walk-in Coffee, you know, they have a freezer. Right, Rick's of, Lounge is the is bar. Is the bar. Right. That's right. Cafe Rick's and is the And then Cafe Rick's is this little place where go. you can go in and grab a, grab, a, grab a sandwich. You can grab coffee. They have some fresh baked bakery stuff. They have gelato there. And I think that dictates to the fact that it's a convention hotel. For those of you who have been around a while, Rick's Lounge is where the Mojitos were served. Right. Ah. That Bob said Yes, Mojitos. Mojitos. So I think... Um, there's differences here that you can see. This is about the fact that they're playing to their audience. Absolutely. And, and they're playing to people who are usually on a per diem. That's right. And right. that's why I say that I, th- I notice a difference in pricing on some things. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because a good, a good portion of their business is on an expense account. I think there are people there, for di- as you said, for reasons other than going to a theme park. Right. So there are people attending conventions. So room service at the end of a long yes. day is... Yeah. Something I've heard people say, and I don't know if any of you guys feel this way too, people said they feel uncomfortable being on vacation yes. where people are walking around in suits and ties. Yeah, I've heard that a lot. Yeah. And you know, I don't necessarily know that I feel uncomfortable based on the way I'm dressed versus them, but I feel like sometimes I'm in their way of working. Mm. So I feel like, you know, my vacationing is interrupting their work week. It feels like that sometimes. It also feels like you're in a very and like different I, environment. And I was clearly interrupting the young girls who wanted to like walk in droves on the walkways <laughs> well, That's because you night. were breathing. I, yeah. So I was clearly bothering them. <laughs> but that's a whole other story. There was a whole read between the line thing when you were describing <laughs> exactly. the clientele. Yeah. Um, there's also it's a very different um, dynamic what you're there for. There are people who are you know moving from meeting to meeting, yeah. and you're deciding when's the bus going to take me to Epcot. And I got to tell you, there are a lot of people. I have a lot of clients, and I know a lot of people personally who love this resort. They love it. They don't have the same feel towards it as I do. I do not like. I will avoid staying there if at all possible. I personally like Rick's or uh, the Piper Market. Yeah, I do not care for the resort itself. Yeah. It's and just I've never not, stayed there. It's just not my thing. I've stayed there now a few times. And it just never seems to work. Now, this is the first time I've stayed in a preferred building. So I have close proximity to what's happening in the main buildings. And I got to tell you, that elevates my experience a little bit. Uh, but generally speaking, it's, it's a, and it's sad because it's a, it's a beautiful resort. It is a beautiful it's resort. very well done. It's very well themed. My family actually really loves this resort because... Wow, I just choked on myself. Um, oh, he got all choked up. Oh, my, that's family. Sweet. my family. That's sweet, Craig's mom. Mi familia. Uh, no, my family uh, really enjoys this resort um, because it is, I believe, the only moderate resort that actually also offers a version of concierge. Right. Uh, yeah. And it's in a preferred building, so it's 
one of the closest by. And uh, so, like, my dad's on a very restrictive diet. So he enjoys that they put out fresh fruit and stuff in the morning. Very extremely similar to concierge at all the other resorts uh like not as wide of a beer selection not as good of a wine selection and very short hours yeah very short hours but it's still it's that nice way to dip your feet into concierge without going all the way to deluxe in that price point for sure yeah so that segues us right into talking about room types um the business class is a room type here so it, um, and I stayed in one of those rooms last night. As I said, it is in a preferred building, so it is nice and close to what's happening. There's a lounge. The lounge is open from seven in the morning until ten a.m., and then opens again at five, and it's open until ten. So it's not one of these all-day lounges. Um, with the concierge here, they don't call it concierge; they call it business class, just to differentiate the service level. There's not a separate check-in, um, so that was all handled regularly. In fact, when I checked in. They gave me no information about the lounge, or I asked where it was. Oh, it's in your building. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I looked Started at the knocking resort. on doors. Nah, it wasn't <laughs> listed. Like, it was all kind of – I felt like I was a member of a very secret club. <laughs> really? <laughs> um, so it's not concierge, but it is certainly – a step above and so last night um, we went in and enjoyed some snacks and drinks and they just put out finger fruit like you know chips and salsa and there was some cheese and some cookies and they had a range of sodas and um, beer and wine as Craig had said so it was really it was a really nice touch and so if you were looking at staying at this resort and already thinking about paying preferred to be closer to the main building and the action to go into the business class is I think is only about twenty five to forty dollars more a night. So if you're thinking a family of four, even a couple, in, this morning I dropped in there. They had the fresh fruit, as Craig had said. They had some cereal. They had bagels. They had a toaster set up. Um, I mean, they were giving some families you know, coffee use that and for tea. breakfast. So it yeah. easily, I think, you could get twenty five or thirty dollars value out of there. Um, just well, by the doing price of that. Soda just went up. Yeah, exactly. So just getting your drinks, right? People so just having that, that's sure. right. So, you know, and if you're on a dining plan, this continental breakfast would serve as your first meal of the day, freeing up your dining credits for meals later on. So I definitely think there's some value in it. It was staffed during those hours, and there was a desk there, so I would imagine they could have helped with things like dining or questions and things like that if, when you if we had the them. When you read the description of that on their website, it says, you know, they will help you with dining yes. reservations and stuff. Yeah. Do you know what the difference is between the regular room and the preferred room? Um, the I think that's coming in. It depends, but I would say... 70 to 90 dollars a night sometimes less i know at one point they were saying they're 25 to 50 dollars i see very rarely that it's that low Mm -hmm. i think more like 50 to 80 would be a range it varies so much on season and different things um again this resort also has king bedrooms so you could do that uh the coronado sleeps four um in every there's not the five option like at caribbean beach or port orleans riverside um, so they have the preferred, they have, what other, they have water preferred and standard here. Excellent. The other thing we didn't talk about was their uh, sit down restaurant, the Maya grill. Ah, uh, yeah. I like that very much. I think that's a great restaurant. I've always had a good meal there. They have another sit down one too. It was, I noticed it this time and I haven't seen it before. Siesta's Cantina? No, La something. Is that that Everything. Las, Las Ventenas? Maybe. Yeah, I didn't recognize that. Yeah. That's why I kept saying I don't know how to pronounce it because yeah. I don't remember I think, seeing I that. Think, and they had um, – I know yesterday when I was looking at what was available for dining, 
um, it seemed to Where be. Where is that located in the resort? It's you know? just um, across from the pepper market, I think. So there was Cafe Rick, there was Cafe Rick's, there was the Rick's uh, lounge. Right. And then right kind of beside it as you're heading to the pepper market, it was right there. Oh, okay. I kind of think it used to be something else. Yes. It could it, have been the store. No, the store's up further. The store's oh. more off the lobby. I think it used to be something else, but it's there is as well. Is it part of the pepper market? No, it's, no, like it's, it's across I don't know why my voice went up so high. It's across the way. There's a show the last time we were there. It's been a while. It's been a while yeah. since we've been there. Excellent. All right, so let's move on. Let's do uh, Disney's Port Orleans French Quarter uh, Resort. Uh, French Quarter is my favorite resort. It's my favorite moderate and sometimes even my favorite of some of the others. I don't know if it's just a sentimental favorite. We stayed there a lot as Ben was growing up. Um, the theming is the something theming. that people respond to very much. Yeah. People love the theming. It has an almost urban feel to it because it has streets. Yep. It's got mm-hmm. the, yeah. And after Katrina happened, shortly after, we had gone to the French Quarter. And Ben, who I've mentioned before has autism, was seeing all of this stuff on the news. And he's at this resort, and it looks like New Orleans, and the streets are the same, and the signs and everything. And he said, they did a really good job cleaning this up. <laughs> <laughs> It was like he didn't, and in his defense, he was like maybe eight or nine at the time. He could have got but, like, yes, you've been to New Orleans. Honey. Yeah, exactly. Don't you remember that exactly. trip? But I love the size. I think for me, it's the size. This resort has something like a thousand rooms. So when you talk about Caribbean Beach, Coronado, right. Riverside, these are all two thousand room resorts. Right. Um, where, it feels much more intimate. Yes, where preferred location is important at these other ones to be close to main buildings. The building doesn't really matter at French Quarter because you're within an easy walk. It's still a big resort, but it feels more intimate than the others. It's just, you know, with a thousand rooms, we liked that we had a quiet place to come back to at the end of the day. And it has some pretty grounds and it has um, their pools, not as themed for sure as the other uh, moderate resorts. It does have the dragon slide, but I would say it'd be more suitable for you know, 11, 12 and under, maybe even younger than that. You know, the, you know, when they get into the tweens and the teen years, they want a bigger water slide. They want a little bit more going on. So that's not happening at the French quarter. They did recently build a new kids splash play area for the younger kids. Um, But this resort, and again, we talked about the boat to Disney Springs. It does only have one bus stop, but it could at times share buses with the riverside. So I don't want you to, Choose the resort based on the one bus stop because the others all have multiple. But there are times where it could share, just not always. They have great corner rooms that have a quarter window, Mm -hmm. which, I don't know, it makes those rooms feel so much brighter and airier. And they do have, um, you can upgrade here to like a Riverview room. But again, I I always hesitate with people upgrading the views in a moderate resort. It's not like you're going in on a balcony. It's not like you're going to have your curtains open looking out over this view. So think about the dollar value to you when you're talking about upgrading a view at a moderate resort. I also think you have to say to yourself, um, especially on a Disney vacation, what am I going to do in my room? Yeah. There are some people who use their room much more. John and I tend to get a great deal of use out of our hotel room. We we like to... Make it comfortable, but most I think most people on Disney vacation is That's it's right. going to be where yeah. you pass out and and you know view might not matter as much if you're not at a resort that says has it say has a balcony. That's right. You know if exactly you, right if you can't see the castle or yeah. the fireworks, you know and not, yeah and even if you are on a river view, if you have a balcony, that could be a pretty view in the evening. 
But if you're in a moderate resort where your doors come in from an outside hallway and there are windows at that same outside hallway where people are walking by to their room, yeah. I don't it's know. It's actually how, not a hallway. I apologize. It's yeah. an outside walkway. Yeah. And so it becomes, you know, is it worth it or not? So that's, I mean, for some people it might be. And again, it could be then, you know, your Riverview is going to be in a little bit of a different location. If you're in standard, you could be by a stairwell or looking at a parking lot. So you know yourself how important that is to you. Absolutely. But French Quarter, French Quarter has no sit-down restaurant. Correct. But as I said, Riverside is just up, literally up the river. Um, and you can, there's the boat that you can get back and forth. Mm-hmm. Which is actually a great ride. If you yes, take that is. down to Disney Springs. It is. The boat ride. What's in French Quarter? It's the um, the Mardi Gras themed mm-hmm. food, food court. court. Sasagula right. Float Works and Food yeah. Factory Food Court. Is that really what it's called? Yep. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got it, it in is. front of me in writing. <laughs> it is. So what I like about what I like about Disney, what I find humorous about Disney, is they they're trying to do this thing where what makes the resort different. So for French Quarter, they uh, list that the this resort has the Scat Cats Club. Wow. That's what really sets it apart from all the other resorts, which is basically that little bar area when you go into the lobby. You've yeah. seen it. You've I, seen it. Passed yeah, it by yeah. a million Apparently times. Apparently, I've passed it by and not paid much attention. And said to, to yourself, it. what are people doing in there? <laughs> no, actually, someone performs there. Who performs there, Craig? No, you would know. Doesn't. You're a drinker. I think you're I think thinking you're of Yeehaw Bob, but Yeehaw that's Bob, Riverside. But that's, yeah. Oh, maybe that's what I am thinking of. Yeah. They do have like a jazz musicians that play yeah. in there. Yeah, there's so, so many people going there. There is live entertainment. Yeah. yeah. I think Don't they're talk to me boat. like I'm crazy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> really? It's going to be hard to do. Sorry. Just Sorry about that. Yeah. All right. Okay. You're um, right, John. I think they missed the boat on that. I think what they should be advertising about that is its size. Of all the values in the moderate resorts, it's the smallest, it's the most intimate, it's the quiet place to come to at the end of the day. I think they missed the boat on deciding that Scat's Cat was the. And I don't. Th- I don't mean to make it descri- I don't mean to describe it as urban. It's not at all big city like, but no. it's got like a. Well, they've tried to theme it that you're walking on the streets of New Orleans. Right. You're right. walking down. Who'd you the French Quarter. Yeah. Don't try, John. Just something, try. something street. Um, again, this this resort, <clears throat> excuse me, has pizza delivery to the room, yep. so that's a nice option. Now, going on to um, the recreation, most of the other resorts all have the same. Moderate resorts have the same recreation, but there's a few things they list here that I think are worth noting. They do horse drawn carriage rides. They do that from the Riverside through the French Quarter. <laughs> They're listed on both resorts. Yes, so that's I thought, right. Yeah. Um, horse drawn carriage rides cost forty five dollars. Mm-hmm. Last about 25 minutes, something that you might be interested in, and go through Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground and a whole bunch of different places. Not from the Riverside, though, because that would be a really long carriage ride. What? It's gonna, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to last longer than 25 minutes. Okay, this is so listing all of them. You I may not want to look at me right now because I'm looking at you like you're crazy yeah, again. Yeah, crazy. You're crazy on your face. <laughs> you are correct. Um, they also do holiday sleigh rides. No, no, go back. Say it again. Holiday sleigh ride. Before that, you are correct. <laughs> oh, I'm going to edit that out. Oh, I got a weird message. Um, they also talk about um, they have swashbuckling adventures. Is this from? Yeah. 
um, for water as well. Uh, that would be from Vinci. Riverside. Okay. And what they do is though, those are the, um, and, and this is the thing when you're talking about Riverside and French quarter, they really are what we call sister resorts. Yeah. They share a lot of resources. So talking about the two of them together, I always refer to them as Port Orleans. So right. Exactly. That's my problem. Yeah. The French quarter and the Riverside really just talk about the different areas you're sleeping, but you have the access to all the resort amenities. So th- something like this, the swashbuckling, Bucking, what was? <laughs> you messed that up. Swashbuckling. No. Thank they, you. They say they have the Bayou Pirate Adventure. Yeah. So what that is is for over. younger kids. Um, you can go. They do it from the yacht club as well. So they'll go out on a, on a boat and there'll be pirates hunting for treasure. And it's just something that the kids go and do. The adults stay behind. And uh, really cool thing to do when you're looking for that extra thing. Right, they I average think, about yeah. thirty thirty five dollars a kid, and they're usually ninety minutes to two hours. Just something extra to do at that that's resort. Right. Exactly. And that's sense. a great thing. You're going to send the kids. And now mom and dad have 90 minutes to two hours. To do what? It depends on mom and dad. But <laughs> in my family, that would probably mean that um, you know, dad would be doing the laundry while mom is hanging at the pool. <laughs> you are a catch. I am a catch. It is true. It is true. All right. Uh, moving on to Port Orleans Resort Riverside. Okay, um, so the big thing here, what they like to boast about this resort, is that they have the royal guest rooms. Yes, so these are themed in a very royal castle, princessy way. Um, you know, the, the and when Disney does a themed room, it is immersive. It's themed throughout the whole thing. Uh, one thing to know about these rooms is that they do only sleep four. So while the Riverside has rooms that sleep five, that's not true for these. These are f- rooms that sleep four, and we say four, we actually mean four plus an infant. So four. Plus a child under three would be accommodated. Um, so they do only sleep four. They are in the mansions section of the resort. So Riverside is divided into mansions and the Alligator Bayou area. So it's the Alligator Bayou area where you would have some of those rooms that sleep five with that Murphy bed we talked about at Caribbean Beach. Um, but these royal themed rooms are, are pretty cool. Again, at a premium, you're going to pay extra for these. Um, the locations are pretty good. Um, that while not considered preferred, I would still consider them a good location. Uh, so definitely, you know, people with little girls want to think about it. And often when we're talking about discounts, it tends to be that these are the rooms being offered as a discount. We don't often see the standard and garden view rooms being offered. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And I think it's just inventory. I think, again, trying to get... Um, sometimes well, I think what happens is when people make the move to go into a moderate... Um, trying to get them to upgrade to different things from that standard, I think sometimes can be a challenge. So I believe that often leaves inventory at some of these more preferred and different locations. Do you think that these um, immersive rooms just weren't as popular as Disney thought they were going to be? Um, I think in some cases. I think what happens is nothing is by accident with Disney. So I think, you know, when we talked about the Caribbean Beach – Nobody wanted those rooms out there. People were requesting other buildings. People were not happy when they were getting those rooms. They found a way to theme them and to charge extra for them. They're often available. Often available. The same thing when discounts come out. Often it's pirate-themed rooms we're seeing available. Um, With the Riverside, I think it's a little bit of the same thing. Some people will do it. When you start looking at upgrading rooms too much at the moderate level, now you're into deluxe prices Mm, in some cases. And certainly the entry-level deluxes. So when you start to look at the gap, when you get into deluxe rooms, often the discount amount is higher. So a deluxe discount might be 30%, where a moderate resort might only be 15%. 
So now you've upgraded to a higher room category at the moderate level. You have less of a discount. You know, sometimes the deluxe makes sense. And I think, I don't think it worked out quite as they planned. As I suspected. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One of the things that uh, Riverside has that is unique is they have Boatwright's Dining Hall. Yes. Okay food, not necessarily my favorite place. We've eaten there more than once. And again, it's that place... At the end of the day, um, they used to be open more during the day. I think they're only open for dinner now. Uh, they've had a lot of changes in hours. Um, but sometimes at the end of the day, you don't want food court, but you also don't want to go out anywhere. And so I definitely found, as far as resort, non-special, nondescript restaurants go, right. it's, it certainly wasn't terrible. There are uh, quick services, Riverside Mill Food Court. Mm-hmm. Again, Is that the place that has that really good... Um Cornbread with the black pepper in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. we used to go yeah. there just for that. Yeah, let's go get cornbread and butter. It might be getting by lunchtime. That might be the problem. We might, it be, might be. Um That also has the River Roost Lounge, which I believe is in that where Yeehaw Bob performs. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Make sure I got that right. And this resort also has pizza delivery to mm-hmm. the room. It does. Anything I missed? Um, no, I think I think we've pretty well covered it. You know, with the boat to Disney Springs is a big selling feature here. But, you know, because you think you get that boat, and now you've got a world of restaurants and shopping and entertainment open to you. So I think that's a big plus as well. Multiple bus stops throughout the Riverside, like the Caribbean Beach and the Coronado, sometimes sharing with French Quarter, sometimes not, depending on how busy it is. All things being equal, which moderate would you stay at? French Quarter. And it's strictly a size thing for me. It, that being said, the pool is not important to my family. I think if the pool is important to your family, the French Quarter may not be the resort for you. And my second, if I'm right, clients often ask me to rank them. For me, it's French Quarter, Riverside, Caribbean Beach, Coronado. That's my ranking. Craig, what about you? Uh, I would actually probably take Riverside. Um, French Quarter definitely is absolutely the best but i the thing i love about riverside is that it's so shaded and there's mm-hmm. lots of trees lots of green around um something that the other ones lack especially like coronado you're just baking in the sun all day same very as, important same for the gingers among us right. exactly and like for people who want to be active maybe uh take advantage of the fact that there's a really long trail that goes back and forth between french quarter mm-hmm. and uh riverside i think it's just you know it is it's spread out it's wide but Having those trees and that lush greenery all around, it's just its very relaxing, very peaceful. Kevin, what about you? I agree with Tracy. I think the the most appealing one is uh, the French Quarter, for all the reasons I talked about earlier. I have – I don't care for the resort. I don't care for the theming of Coronado. I think Riverside is beautiful. I think that's it. Okay. <laughs> Didn't it feel of- like there was going to be something else? <laughs> oh, I, I was think, waiting for I a big think Kevin's answer is, oh, no, I'd rather not stay at yeah, any of them. I think, I think Kevin's answer is we better be staying at the Lexus. <laughs> exactly. Mine is actually Caribbean Beach for a very different reason. When I was working for Disney and I was doing IT support, that was the resort I was given to support. Okay. So I kind of have a little bit of so a fondness. A, a it's Kathy Whirling's favorite, too. Yeah, yeah, it is. And that's why I feel bad when I say that it's my third because I know Kathy loves it. So I'm sorry, Kathy. All it's a personal, great resort. All but, and I think um, – for me, when I got married here, 
we all, the whole family, we all stayed at the French Quarter, and we did the carriage ride the night we got married. Through, so it's it's a lot of sentimental, and it was right. it was a great place for Ben and I to be when he needed that quiet place at the end of the day. So, and in fact, that's what we're staying when we come down in June. I think we're going to be at the French Quarter. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. All right, so we're going to go on to our agent spotlight. For those of you who have uh, watched our show, you know that we like to end each show with um, highlighting one of our Dreams Unlimited travel agents. And uh, this week we're going to talk about Lisa Brown. Uh, Lisa lives in Malvern, Pennsylvania, with her husband, two children, Ella and Harrison, and their Bichon Bell. She received a bachelor's and doctorate degree from the University of Delaware, <clears throat> excuse me, and a master's from Westchester University in education and psychology, which helps her dealing with her fellow Dreams Unlimited travel agents. <laughs> uh, in her free time, she enjoys cooking, traveling, and volunteering. As a Disney Vacation Club member, Lisa has been to Disney World over 30 times and experienced all levels of accommodations, including value, moderate, and deluxe resorts. She's a Disney Cruise Line Platinum Castaway Club member and has experienced varied itineraries, including the Mediterranean, Transatlantic, Eastern, Western Caribbean, Mexican Riviera, and Bahamas. Uh, Lisa spent a week at Alani and will be taking her first Adventures by Disney vacation in 2016. Lisa specializes in Walt Disney World, Disney Cruise Line, Alani, and Universal. She also books sandals and beaches vacations. If you're interested in contacting Lisa to uh, get a quote or just, you know, touch base with her and see if she'll be a good match for her to be your agent, it is Lisa, L-I-S-A-B, at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. All right, that'll do it for this episode. Thank you all very much for participating. Thank you guys at home for listening and watching. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you have a great week, and we hope you have a great vacation. Thank you.